What's going on, sports family? It's your favorite two grown-ass men, Mike and Jamal, with Two Game Sports Talk. That's two grown-ass men. Mike, good morning. Say what up to the sports family. What up, sports family? What's good with you? Ah, uh, yes, sir. We got we we got we got some topics we need to cover, Jamal. It's it's a big Saturday for us, man. Florida State is going against Miami today. Rivalry weekend. What you think about it, bro? Ah, uh, man, it's not like it used to be, man. I'll say that much, man. Um, look, let's finish this season. Hopefully, with two dubs against Miami and and Florida. That right there will right the wrongs of this season. Those two wins will do it, man. But, Mike, you got to talk to the sports family because you were recently in Tallahassee, so I got to get your feedback on that. What was it like? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you, bro. Like, we we really need – we need a win. We need two wins. Like, one of these rivalry games, we, we need something, you know, to hang our hats on and look to next year. But, yeah, last weekend, me, me and my kids, we went up to Tallahassee. I was trying to show them, you know, hey, this is where your, your pops went to school, you know, give them the whole experience. And, bro, things done changed, man. Things done changed. First of all, before we even got to the stadium, you know, I was like, hey, y'all want to see where you meet your pops and Uncle Jamal used to live back, you know, in college? You know, we had it popping in Parrot Lane, Villas of Westridge, shout out. They're like, yeah, take us to it. Bro, that place... <laughs> It looks so bad, man. I didn't realize it when we when we lived there. You know, it had one entry in, one entry out. And at the time, it felt, you know, it felt secluded. And it felt like, you know, you was on the up and up. But this time, it felt like the projects, like, you only had one way in, one way out. Man, they, they, they haven't pressure washed that place in, like, 20 years since we left. Like, it looked so bad. That when I drove by and I was like, yeah, that, that's it right there. That's where we used to live. You know, I don't want to say the number, but we used to always shout out to the, I can say the number, man, I ain't going to say the number. I don't want to put somebody's, somebody's residence on blast, but I was like, that's it right there. We used to have it popping over there. And literally one of the, one, I think it was my youngest, he was like, man, y'all had it rough. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, no, like, we didn't have it rough. Like we, we was balling. Like, they was like, dang, dang, y'all. Y'all was in a ghetto. You know, I'm like, oh, bro, like, it really has gone down. Like, things have changed. So, I will say the one thing that hasn't changed is Guthrie's. Like, we all got our Guthrie's box, and it was on point. Nothing's changed except for the price. It's like $12 more expensive. Yeah, bro, I don't even talk about it. So, to get to the stadium, we had, you know, great seats, great parking experience, you know, great pregame. And I will say, bro, I'll be glad when Florida State is good again because you really don't appreciate the 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 pageantry and kind of the tradition they have. Like it's really cool, and college football does need Florida State to be good. Like the whole pregame and all that, it it, it misses so much when you're not good. But here's here's the thing that really got me. You know, pregame. You know, Chief Osceola is known for riding out. Throwing that spirit, the fifty-yard line, everybody gets so hyped about it. This time, Chief Osceola had a guy on the right side of the horse and a guy on the left side of the horse escorting them down to the fifty-yard line. I'm like, when did Chief Osceola and Renegade need training wheels, bro? Like, I, I I was blown. I was like, this is not my Florida State, dude. I can't, I couldn't handle it, man. I'm, 
I, I literally was at a loss for words. And I'm like, we got to get back to how we used to be, bro. Man, that's a shame, dude, man. Can you call him a chief if you need somebody to your right? <laughs> like, yo, this ain't you. Oh, my gosh, man. Like, that's sad. Yeah. You told me that. Hearing that, Mike, that's just sad. Take the chief off. Just call him Osceola. I got a video of it, bro. I'm going to try to get us to post it on, on the stories on Instagram or something. But, yeah, it, it's bad, bro. You literally see these two dudes escorting them. Though, you know, and it's just like that is that's not how it's supposed to be, bro. I know it. I don't know if this is if the regular chief, you know, had the flu or something, and you know, he was unavailable. But the chief they had last Saturday, and we can timestamp this the chief they had last Saturday can't handle that horse if he needs training wheels like that. We near the end of the season. I've never seen that in like 20 plus years, dog. Man, that's just a microcosm of this season, what it's been like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Playing with, like, training wheels. And you, you know what? It, it's Hopefully that's just not a sign of things to come. But, um, you know, any promise that you 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 saw uh, during the game last week? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's funny you ask that because, you know, I was there for the, the, the final game that stuck the nail in the co- coffin for Willie Taggart. And I remember walking out at stadium and say they gotta fire him, you know. And I, you know, I was rooting for Willie Taggart, but that was a very undisciplined team that was just it, it. It was it was hard to even watch, you know. What I mean, even pregame, Kit Cats was you know at the sideline talking with their family and signing stuff and taking like dance and all that stuff. Like I knew they weren't ready for, and it was a Miami game. I knew they weren't ready, and we got absolutely destroyed that game. I will tell you now, the team is much more disciplined. Uh, you like they're they're much better coached. I can I without a doubt I can tell you that we just don't have a whole lot of dudes on the team. You know what I mean? And until you start getting some some bona fide dudes, like it, it's hard. It, it's gonna be hard. And I, well, when I say we the dudes we do have on the defensive line basically all came from the transfer portal. You know, that, that tells me, like, our best players almost all came from the transfer portal. If you look at D-line, look at running back, you know, and so it, it's it's really tough, you know, if you start looking at the recruiting the last few years, it, it's okay, well, where, where are those guys that, that you know, you know, are, are going to be the foundation of, of the program? Um, so I give a tip, tip my hat to Norvell. Of making you know chicken salad out of chicken shit basically because <laughs> I mean there, there's there's a there's a lot of cats on that team you know they 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 showing a lot of fight right now and a lot of them could have packed in the season a lot of them could have been like you know what you know we got a couple of defensive players that might go in the draft they could have they could have packed it in and be like you know what I'm gonna sit out the rest of the season and go and get ready for the draft but they've been playing they've been showing a lot of heart a lot of fight you know. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I do think he is definitely changing the culture, but we need, we need some, we need some dogs, man. Like we don't have nobody at the receiver position where you're like, yep, if they get him the ball, it's a problem. You know what I mean? We have a couple of decent running backs, uh, offensive line is, is duct tape at best. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, they've had a lot, a lot of injuries and defensive back, like, it's hard for me even clown on defensive back because I do think, you know, and I've always struggled kind of calling for people's jobs, but 
I do think we end up we're going to end up needing, needing a good defensive coordinator. Um, it, it, you know, sometimes the, some of the calls that he makes, you know, like the last touchdown, that offensive touchdown NC State got, it was like third and long, and he calls a blitz. Yeah, and they they run a screen and get a touchdown. It's like, dude, it's third and long. Why are you blitz? Like, just play, play, keep them in front of you. And you won't, you know, fall susceptible to the screen. He he makes a lot of calls like that, that it feels uh, almost elementary. Like everybody in the stands is like, watch the screen. And you call a defense that's susceptible to the screen. Keep it in front of you. Make sure tackle, get off the field and third down. So he's done that several times this year. Um, and, and, and it's hard to watch. So I'm trying to, I, I'm just going to go ahead. I've been putting it out there probably since half season. They got Randy Shanning on that defensive staff, you know, as an analyst. We all know the defenses that Randy Shanning used to put together back in his days at Miami or, you know, whatever. We all know his recruiting ties to Miami. If I'm Norvell, I go ahead and pull that, pull that switch, you know, get it ready for next season and, and also see if that can help me recruit some, some dogs because – we can't keep losing recruits to the LSU's, to the Alabama's, to the Georgia's, to, you know, we got, we got to start keeping Florida kids home. And I think Randy Shannon is a way to do some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And I'll say this is, uh, you know, hearing that, that particular call that on, on third down, I, re- I remember seeing that so reminiscent of the loss against uh, Jacksonville state. And I'm like, you, it, you know how, as a, just a, just a fan of the game, you can see and you know the situation and you're, you're like, hey, don't do this. If this is one thing you can't do. And, you, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I agree with you. Hopefully, you know, yeah. we're not fans of calling for people jobs with the exception of Kyle Shanahan, of course. But, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, uh, hopefully Florida State can rectify that wrong by making the right decision. And you're right. Yeah. You got to move forward with a different uh, decoordinator. Yeah. So, Mike. And, and, and I do want to say this. I do want to put this disclaimer out there. When I say the team showed some fight, um, there was, a, I guess, that week in Tallahassee, the flu bug is going through the city like crazy. And I think like 12 players on the team or even a little more were battling the flu um, all week and, and weren't available for the game on Saturday. So, they battled NC State, you know, and they fought NC State, you know, basically with one arm tied behind their back and some of the coaches making questionable play calls. The kids actually showed you that the culture is changing in the program because there was a lot of they, – they could have packed it in pretty much at any point in the first half, and they showed a lot of fight. So that is where I do want to give Norvell his credit. Like, he he has instilled some fight, fight in these guys. Um, we just need some better fighters. <laughs> so.